Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone doing this fine day? I'm betting everyone is in good spirits. Steelers going to the playoffs. How about it? Heading to Buffalo, 1 o'clock on Sunday. First time they'll ever play a uh, postseason game there. They're 2-1 in history against the Bills in the playoffs. But uh, got to love it. I mean, hey, if you watch the Sunday Nighter or the Bills or if you – don't live under a rock, you'll realize that they are a very difficult opponent. Not going to talk a lot of Bill's breakdown today, but the rest of the week will be dedicated towards that game. I'm going to, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to exactly do for my article, but it might be more of a preview than a review at this point. Uh, I haven't dug into that yet, but the Bills are a formidable opponent led by Josh Allen. He's a superstar, but he's volatile and their team is volatile. So, this is going to be my last, basically, recap of the Ravens game and just some things I dug up and watched the game a second time and some observations, but it's really time to move on. I mean, the, the regular season is over, playoffs are upon us, and here we go. So, how about this? I mean, by far, the AFC North was the best division in the league. I mean, like, historically good. The Ravens were only three and three in the division, despite all the things they did great. Steelers were five and one. Now, I'm sure you're saying, well, I bet the Steelers would have been four and two, and the Ravens would have been four and two if they played all their dudes. I agree with you. I mean, I just do. But that is the facts. And being more so than the Ravens part, I'm not saying, ah, the Steelers are better than the Ravens because they won more divisional games. If you told me the Steelers were going to be five and one in this division, that's a home run. And yeah, they didn't get Burrow every time, but Steelers went through their quarterbacks as well. Not to compare Burrow to the Steelers quarterback situation. Didn't get Lamar at the end, et cetera, et cetera. You you can explain away things, but five and one in the division, I think, is pretty darn impressive. They were also this year nine and two in one score games. Now, I think we've had this conversation several times, but I want to reiterate it, that 
these stat nerds, and I'm kind of one of them, but they will tell you over the history of the NFL, if you are really strong one way or another, nine and two, two and nine, 11 and one, one and 11, whatever, in one score games, chances are you'll go the opposite direction next year. Like remember last year, the Vikings were unbelievable in one score games while they came back to earth. There is certainly truth to that. In a nutshell, in a vacuum, yes, it's hard to continually be plus in one score games. Is it unsustainable? Nine and two probably is, for sure. However, however, Mike Tomlin has won 62% of his career games in one score games. That's the best of any coach in the NFL that qualifies. Not someone's played two of them. It's kind of what he does. Having been all those years sure helps. I mean, some of the other teams that have been really good at this are the Patriots with Brady. Like, some of it is who your coach, who your quarterback, who your style of play is. So, one-score games, are, they're, they're better. I'm, here's what I'll say. They're better at one-score games, this organization, this coach, etc., than maybe any team out there. But... They're not going to be nine and two in one score games again next year. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is unsustainable, but they're going to be better than the average. Take what you want out of this, but you know, this will be what the third season now that there's been an 18 game schedule during that time. The Steelers are five and zero in January. They have not lost a week 17 or 18 game in you know, any or any of those January games. Now, does that mean they're never going to lose in January again? No, but I thought it was interesting. The next-gen stat of the game was Najee totaled 112 yards and a TD on 26 carries with a plus 14 run over rushing yards over expectations. Okay. In week 18 against the Ravens. That's his third straight game of a positive run yards over expectations. What that means is Joe average back gets four yards. Well, he got five. You know what I mean? He got 14 more yards than however they consider the most average back. Not the stat I'm going to you know, die on the vine with or, you know, it seems kind of he's running well. <laughs> Let's just do that. He's running well. He's getting a lot of yardage on his own. I think we can all see that. Their little stat back set up. I figured it was worth bringing up. 53 carries, though, for Harris over the past two games. 53. I mean, that's old school Barry Foster, Franco stuff. You know, like, you don't see that in the league anymore. 15 of them in the second half last this past week. So, he is doing some work, to say the least. Now, they didn't complete a ton of passes. They also only incompleted two of them. But Harris and Warren in Baltimore caught 56% of their catches. You know, of all their receptions, well over 50% of them went to those two. That's a weather stat. You know, I mean, yes, they're both good in the passing game, especially Warren, obviously. But considering the circumstances, the weather, the style of the game, I thought that was a good reflection of how they decided to throw the football. And I'm not taking anything away from Rudolph, but it's easier to complete a really, really high percentage number of passes when 56% of your catches go to your running backs, of course. How about this? Mike Tomlin broke a tie with Bill Cower 
for the most 10-plus win seasons by a head coach in Steelers franchise history. This is his 10th such season of winning 10 or more. A lot of 10s in there, but Cowher had the record, or they were tied. Now Tomlin has the most. Noel is not there. Folks, with the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, scores, with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, all caps, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Got to hit that up. Bet online where the game starts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Now, this number, I think, is very reflective. And it's something I've brought up to you guys five or six times throughout the course of the year. But over the past two seasons, two full seasons, 2022, 2023, the Steelers are 17-4 in games in which they did not throw an interception. Could have fumbled 20 times, got six kicks blocks. Of course, that didn't happen. But if he didn't throw an interception, 17-4, and 9-2 and two this year. Something to be said for that. That, to me, is not fluky. Um, I, I always used it as a picket stat because I really felt like they were reeling him in. Kenny, don't throw picks. But it's true for all their quarterbacks, really, over since he's been drafted. Um, maybe Pickett more so, but I don't think it's an accident that Rudolph, you know, didn't, yeah, you know, him not throwing picks is directly related to wins as well. Um, okay, last week, Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon combined to carry the ball 17 times for 66 yards 
with a long of 29. Remember, Edwards broke free for a 29-yarder. But on their other carries, except that 29-yarder, they averaged 2.3 yards per carry on those 16 carries. You'll take it. I mean, that was mostly a number one O-line. Those aren't bad backs, especially Edwards. Now, I often do this, too. Who was better than I thought on first glance? Who was worse? Siamalu was excellent. Polar, traps. I mean, really playing well. He's been really good for a while now, but he seems to even be getting better. Someone I've been really hard on, and I'm not saying he's out of the woods, but Mark Robinson was much more comfortable, more of a playmaker, willing to ask if he's improving. We'll get to some of the off-the-ball linebacker stuff here in a minute. I thought Connor Hayward was really good in this game. Deontay, even not to, even just the big play, but he was open quite a bit. Highsmith had a really nice game. I've been real hesitant to jump on the row bandwagon, but... He's been an NFL safety for you, and that's something to be said for that for sure. Now, I also like to mention some of the other the opponents. They're edge guys, Van Noy, Clowney, really good players. They're getting a lot out of them. They had good games. Likely had a really good game, even in spot duty, you know, the, the tight end. And Trenton Simpson was a fly-around linebacker you might have remembered from the draft last year that I thought Steelers should consider about in the neighborhood he went. He went later than I even thought. Maybe that allows them to let Patrick Queen walk, who's a free agent, and Simpson plays next to Roquan. Along the lines of Clowney and Van Noy, the Steelers' tackles were worse in protection than I originally thought. Patrick Peterson, worse than I thought in this one. Jack came back down to earth a little bit, too. So, that brings me to this. I strongly believe, recording this Monday morning, afternoon-ish, that Minka will return for this game. Boom. Awesome. KZ is also ready to return. Remember him? So, what do you do at safety? Do you sit Peterson? You're going to play three. You're going to play Minka all the time. So, that leaves one to two spots. Is it Peterson and KZ? Is it Roe? It's not Killebrew. I think Roe probably deserves to stay out there every down with Minka. I might, I'm going to think that through throughout the week. But I'd also like to see Minka and Peterson together. We have seen Minka and KZ together. So all of a sudden, with Roberts back, the middle of the field might not be as health abused as it has been. So think about that. Um, before Watt was injured in this game, he had two sacks, two quarterback, two more quarterback hits, three tackles for loss, finished the season with 19 sacks, 19 tackles for loss, 36 quarterback hits, an interception, four forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries. I really hope he gets strong consideration for defensive player of the year. My hunch is he won't. But I think he's probably the best candidate, to be honest with you. I mentioned how good the division is. This is the first time since the 1930s that an NFL division had all teams with a winning record. And the Steelers are 5-1 in the division, you know. All right, we're going to do offense and defensive snaps and wrap this thing up. There was a possible 62 offensive. Pickens again led the way with 51. Once again, third straight year week, 
Robinson outsnapped Deontay, 42-30. to 30. Austin with 16, which is a lot for him. Boykin with 5. Now, to show that they were looking to be very physical, Robinson over Johnson, Washington outsnapped Fryermuth. I mean, barely, 39 to 38, but that basically never happens. Hayward was out there for 23, Williams for one. Brought Chooks in for as an extra offensive lineman for one snap. And your running back distribution was 37 for Harris, 27 for Warren, who clearly I think they were concerned about him putting the ball on the floor, on the on the carpet, on the on the wet carpet. Defensively, they paid 57 snaps. Of the big guys, Cam led the way with 44, Ogan Joby with 39, only 20 for Benton, 15 for Adams, 9 for Watts, 3 for Loudermilk. Pretty good rotation there. On the edge, Watt only lasted 30. Highsmith played 49. Golden then in turn got a bump, as you'd imagine. He played 21. Herbig played 13. And a guy named Kyron Johnson played one. Now, this I find interesting is off the ball linebacker. I don't think they have answers. I don't think they wanted Roberts to play a ton of snaps. So they had four guys play between 13 and 35. Jack played 35 snaps. Walker played 24. Roberts played 22. And Robinson played 13 really good snaps. I think they're searching there. I mean, I'm guessing versus the Bills, it'll be Roberts and Jack getting most of the work. But who's to say? They're also a much different offense than this one the Steelers faced in Baltimore in the slop. At safety, Peterson played every snap, which indicates maybe he is just going to stay in there. But Rowe only missed five. He played 52. Killebrew played 25. That's going to disappear. Porter and Wallace never left the field. And Sullivan played 20, 41. No other corner saw the field. Ravens weren't exactly out there in four wide chucking it all over the field either. So there's that. All right. Uh, let's talk tomorrow. And I'm doing lots of Bills research in the meantime. Over and out.